What's up, everybody? Welcome. That was really loud. I'm going to do that again. Uh, What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Made Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. David got kicked off again, so we're going to me. My name is Maverick. You can find (laughs) me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. And Aaron's stuck on an airport. Yeah, Aaron's (laughs) currently drunk at a bar at the airport right now. (laughs) But... It is not just us two. We also have a guest. Who do we have with us? Uh, this is Garrett. Um, I am your replacement, David, for this pod. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at, <laughs> at the Gertling at T H E G U R T L I N G. Um, glad to be here. And I am not drunk at an airport Second bar. time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we talked yeah. NASCAR the last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm honored to be your NASCAR analyst. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you want to be, I can go ahead and slip that into the rundown if you if you have some takes on this race. Well, I am actually missing the finish right now, so I don't know that I'd be of much help with that. But, I mean, I can talk fantasy NASCAR that literally only me and my dad are playing, so. <laughs> I would say I didn't know that fantasy NASCAR was a thing, but I am doing fantasy box office right now. Uh, for the movies, so I guess you that can sounds do it for anything. on par with like Fantasy Bachelor, which I am filthy at. So <laughs> <laughs> I am getting spanked. This well, I'm not okay. I'm not even getting spanked. I'm down like three million dollars overall, which is nothing because movies make like tens of millions of dollars every week. But I'm in. I'm still in thirteenth place, so this season's going to be super tight. But we're going to figure it out. Hmm. We someone divulged all the secrets of how to do well, so now everyone does the same thing, and it's all down to tiebreakers. Interesting. Frustrating. Yeah, I remember uh, the last time I played Fantasy Bachelor was uh, a few seasons ago, and like I picked Corinne to win it, and she was like the wildest out of all of them, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this out, and <laughs> she ended up getting the farthest out of like anyone that any of the girls we played with picked, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even watch The Bachelor. I know who Corinne is. Yeah, I That's watched, how wild she is. <laughs> I watched all of 20 minutes of this season, and I think I got my fix. I got to see the fence jump. I got to see a couple girls cry. So, you know, I got the whole experience. And I, uh, why, why did he <laughs> jump over a fence? Uh, one girl, don't remember her name, uh, he picked her, like, way early, and then she rejected him. And then he was like, yep, I'm going to like knock a couple things over and then I'm going to jump this fence and run away in Portugal. And I was like, huh? And they were like, <laughs> and everyone was like waiting for him to jump this fence. Right. And I was like, this is it. And then he jumped it. And that was it. I was like, all right. So all right. Then. I'm just going <laughs> to, what, what, what happened? I'm just going to let him go running through Europe, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it was just wild, <laughs> so wait, dude. So wait, one of the, is this the bachelorette or the bachelor? It was the bachelor. Okay. So like, he picked a girl like, Two weeks early, like when there were still multiple women left. And he was like, no, yeah. I pick you like right now. And she was like, I'm not ready. I'm like, all right, first off, why would you not be ready if you're on The Bachelor? Yeah, but it's fine. How did you get on The Bachelor if you weren't ready? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> no, it's like, like that in my like, if I don't know if you've listened. I have a 
other reality shows, like sort of things like that. Like, how do people like agree to be on that stuff? I don't know. I guess it is for just the fame. I'd probably do it. <laughs> That'd be pretty Wait, fun. The Bachelor or the Bachelorette? Honestly, dude, I, either one. I think I think either one would be a trip. <laughs> like ideally, the Bachelor because it would just be me, and then like how like twenty. 20 women i don't know that, that's pretty it's a pretty awesome scenario but <laughs> <laughs> but from what but you gotta you gotta uh turn down 19 of them yeah i feel like you'll be able to make do i feel like i feel like i feel like i'd survive somehow <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't jump a fence and go running through portugal though maybe i feel like in the bachelorette by the end they're just like all just like a bunch of like just dudes hanging out in that house <laughs> just just bros being guys and dudes <laughs> just competing for yeah. the same girl it's normal stuff <laughs> <laughs> two dudes chilling in the hot tub 10 feet okay let's talk about <laughs> not not that so i said on twitter Yes. Okay. We're are we still pretending that no one knows who runs the the Twitter account? I said on Twitter today. Um, <laughs> we're asking for questions. Um, I have no idea who runs it, and I've been on here twice. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed you all had access to it. I think we all do technically. I think it's somewhere, and you do now. I think it's somewhere in the gallery of the group me. But anyway. Uh, we got a question from Madison, who is overseas right now, studying abroad. And since she's over there, she doesn't get to watch a lot of basketball games. But she said, given the course of recent events, where are the chances that UNC will win another Natty? What do y'all think? I can start off with this because I think I came to a decision last night. After <laughs> we have defeated, a revelation. After we defeated that team from down the road. For the second time this season, I was just kind of sitting in my bed reflecting on the game and everything, and I kind of just started thought, thinking to myself, I think this team can win. And I think this team can win the national championship. Usually, like in years past, there is always just a moment where I'm like, I, I know this team can win, and it always seems to come like sometime before the regular season ends. Um, it, and it was a very similar situation, I think, in 2017. It was the Duke game of that year where I was like, we're going to win this thing. And if I think we're just on an upward trajectory right now, playing the way we are shooting the way we are defending most importantly, the way that we are, but that's, that was sort of like the final piece that can sort of bring us together. We'll, we'll talk about it in just a moment more into the Duke game itself, but the way that we just played and handled ourselves and how the seniors stepped up, um, I mean, everything's pointing upwards for us, and it's we're we're peaking at the right time. I think what's encouraging for me is that Carolina isn't winning these games the same way. Like they're finding different ways to come out of these games with a W, and that's what you need to do in order to win six to nine games in a row. And I think it's important. No, I don't think we need to win the ACC to do that. I'm kind of, I don't know what it is about me like with like superstitious it's kind of like how you know when you're taking a test and you do like four in a row and you're like ooh so one of those has to be a different letter 
I got to pick something different. Like with winning and like, I, I, I don't want to win six straight. I know we have to, but like, let's maybe we could lose one in the ACC tournament just to have a loss, just to still keep us a little humble. Um, I mean, it's written in the bylaws that we have to lose in the semifinals of the ACC tournament to win a national championship. So, looks like we're going to lose the third one to Duke. And that's, beca- that's because fine. Zion's going to score 52 on us. Did you see the video <laughs> of him leaving the Dome? Oh, he was heated. He Big was mad. mad. <laughs> Big mad. I, uh, I'm like an so, insufferable homer. So, like, obviously I think UNC can win it all. <laughs> like i i've watched like maybe three games this year and i'm like oh yeah this team can do it <laughs> <laughs> they've got it <laughs> yeah i watched uh i watched the first Duke game i watched god i can't remember which one it was and then i watched like the first half of the Duke game last night and i was like oh yeah they've got it <laughs> but uh i had to dude i'm an idiot and i accidentally like reserved like my whole family's tickets to see captain marvel at 7 30 the night of the unc duke game so bruh i'm a sinner <laughs> but yeah, yeah my verdict I, is yes oh sorry <laughs> um yeah i think they can uh, again everything comes down to matchups in the tournament that's kind of how these things go but I think I've seen enough of this team being able to being able to win against different types of teams that I feel relatively confident that we can string six together but we will see um so let's talk about the individual games that happened this week uh Carolina played BC on Tuesday of this past week, uh, beating them by technically 13 points. Um, that the game that was game not was that not close. representative of that. No, two garbage threes in the last like 10 seconds with their starters against our walk ons. It's kind of like the the state game that happened earlier. <laughs> Otherwise, it was a beat them down, beat them down. We had a 23 point at half, didn't we? Something like that, yeah. I actually I flipped away from the game for a large majority of the middle part to watch Wake struggle to put Duke away and then fail to put Duke away. Um, so yeah, I didn't pay that much attention to this game. As soon as we had it in hand, I was kind of I kind of spaced out a little bit. But I mean, judging by the box score, it looks like we had a pretty solid game. Kai Bowman was Kai Bowman hit like seven threes on us. Yeah, Kai Bowman was, yeah, 7 of 16 from 3 with 23 points, but literally nobody else did anything. Popovich had 20. Other than that, it was not much doing for Boston College. But you know what? Those are some of the games you get in the ACC, and with that win, Carolina went undefeated on the road in the ACC, which is not an easy feat no matter um, who you're playing. Very Carolina impressive. did have a they had a lighter load on the ACC this year. Um, didn't have to go to Virginia. Didn't have to go to Virginia Tech or Florida State. But either way, being able to win the way Carolina did on the road is impressive. To me, at least. And then last night. Last night. Round two against the Dukies. So, 
I did not believe I was part of the conspiracy that <laughs> Zion was going to play until oh. I saw him in street <laughs> yeah. clothes. No, Twitter was all <laughs> over that. Like they kept saying like he's doubtful, like not quite sure. I'm like, yep, nope, he's playing. Until I, I see was... him on that bench with nothing on, like no uh uniform on, he's he's playing. He has to. I thought that was going to be like one of those like Ben Roethlisberger things where they're like, oh, yeah, he's super injured. But then he like plays anyway. You know, I thought that was how it was going to be. I was like, yo, Zion's totally playing tonight. But even at halftime, I was waiting for like a Mighty Ducks jersey switch. And then (laughs) Zion comes out there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but he never came. Uh, They, They announced it pretty early Saturday morning that he was not going to play. I was. A little surprised that it was that quickly. I thought they were going to keep it more to a game time decision, um, but maybe they knew something we don't. I honestly think he could have gone if he wanted, to, or if Coach K wanted him to. Um, but I can see, I can see the rationale behind just letting him rest one more regular season game and just letting him play in the postseason. Especially, I mean, if we end up playing him in round three, and then. If for whatever reason we were to lose round three, then they're going to be like, who even cares about uh, these two? Because we won when it mattered in the tournament. But we'll get there. We'll get there. First, Kenny Williams have himself. Actually, let's. So Aaron couldn't be here um, tonight, (laughs) but he did send us his manifesto of what happened last night. Um, He has 12 points. And I will read them. Just pretend, because I'm not doing a voice. I'm not going to do an impression. Uh, <laughs> you can need David for that, and he's also not here. But I will read R.I.P. points. Pretend, Rip, Aaron, and David. One, <laughs> I painted up with acrylic paint. Not me, I as in Aaron. For the third, pa- day, uh, third year in a row, it's a lot of fun, and people love it. But it chips and takes a really long shower to get it off. I did not read this before I started reading. Um, I've been told to use body paint, but that's a lot more expensive and much more time consuming to apply and mix the right colors. I say YOLO. Uh, I got to take a shot from Roy Williams' court before game day, and now I'm one for one shooting at the Dean Dome. Put me in, coach. Kobe White is really freaking good. If he stay, he'd have a real chance of National Player of the Year, but he's going to be a steal for an NBA squad. Have a day, Kenny Williams. Very, very well-timed to have your best game of the season and one of the best of your career on senior night against Duke. Uh, that Marquise Bolden injury looked really, really bad. Hope he's okay. Joey Baker didn't even play. Hashtag justice for Joey Baker. And one of the first time outs, one of, of one of the first time outs of the game, Coach K spent half it screaming his head off at the players, and I cannot understand how that's productive to motivate a team. Um... Losing hope of Leaky coming back for the tournament, but boy, would he be valuable defensively. And that's all the points he had about the game. He also said LaGuardia Airport is awful. Um, and his flight got delayed again. Expletive. Um, <laughs> he will get to the rest of his um, when we get. Starting off at the very beginning, podcast. yet another 30 seconds into a Carolina Duke game and another player went down. Unfortunately, uh, Garrison was going up. Had well, I meant he was either a steal or a transition sort of sequence. I can't quite remember. Uh, Bolden went up to challenge the shot. I believe did cleanly block it, but coming back down, his leg sort of went into the padding underneath the basket. I mean, it looked absolutely nasty on his knee. I don't know if he hyperextended it or just absolutely shredded it. Um, 
did not look good. Had to be helped off the floor. Um, and went immediately straight back to the locker room and then ended up coming back on the bench but not coming back to the game. Hate to see that. I, I mean, it's all thing. We want them at full strength, and you don't want somebody to get hurt and have that affect the game. So do hope the best for Marquise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But even if he was, the thing that would change if Marquise Bolden was in the game is that I think a lot of Duke's bigs would be less winded as the game went on. By the end of that game, this, the pace of this was uh, frenetic. Frenetic, to, to use, say the least. To, to use a top shelf word. Um, <laughs> got to use step school to get up to that one. Uh, and they just look gassed. And the first thing that goes when you're gassed is your legs, and that will kill your jump shot. And they were just, they were, they couldn't hit at the end of the game. And that kind of spelled the end for Duke. And they're, they had to play extremely small. I mean, if, if this ends up being a very serious injury, they really don't have much of an anchor, to be quite honest. I mean, it would be Zion. Well, it would be. I, I understand that. But even then, a, a just a, just a sheer height player, they don't really have a, someone that can contribute the way that Marquise did. It was like in the, in the, non-important parts were blocking, shot creating, lane filling um, that, I mean, he did really do a good job at and frustrated us a lot. That just made me think of Ethan Happ from Wisconsin just doing up Duke in the tournament. That made me really happy. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so, On I, the Carolina side of things, yeah, Kenny Williams had one of the best games of his Carolina career, and that what a time to have it. And I mean, the stat four, four charge calls on him. He drew four charges, three of them on RJ Barrett. And it wasn't those crappy, like that kid from Wisconsin charges where he's just, he's pulling the bait and switch on people. Where you hide it behind the, the, the screen and then just pop out and hit it. Yeah, and those the, are. I don't like those. I have words for people. No, like this that. is one where he literally just trailed him, and he got on his left side, and uh, I mean, perfectly defended him, and it caused him to drop his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And then after the game, RJ said, "I need you to teach me how to play defense like that," <laughs> because um, <laughs> RJ he had tw- like twenty-seven points, but it took him twenty-three shots to get there. I mean, to so, start out the game, it looked like he, he just could not be could not be stopped. He was just getting to the rim at will. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, I mean, they definitely had a bigger spark, and I would say they had in the first game. The um, thing that was frustrating, Garrison, I knew he was frustrated. He, was just, he just kept getting denied at the rim. Um, it wasn't necessarily his fault, uh, but that, that has been – uh, a theme this season that's happened on several occasions and then the free throws my god but he did choose the right time to make those yeah he did he did I think um another thing that's encouraging about this game is that Carolina still hasn't played particularly well in either of the the Duke games like there's still more in the tank um to be unleashed So but, we and will then see. A big flip. Kobe White struggled in game one, but boy, in game two, did he flip the switch. 
yet another person who just showed out. That layup that he got, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Those where he dirty did, dangles, boys. <laughs> he did the spin move and then, oh, God, my goodness. It was a thing of beauty. And then could not miss in that final stretch. He, what was it, nine unanswered points when we went on that run? Ridiculous. I am so sad <laughs> that he just played his last game in the Dean Dome. Yeah. I think he uh, finished with 21. Kenny had 18. Uh, Cam Johnson still was Cam Johnson hit powerful threes, like at key moments. Like it was one of those things, like I don't know about another year's past where it just seems more notable this year that it was really all of the seniors had major moments and they contributed in major ways throughout the game. And it was that final run where it was basically all seniors scoring and keeping us going until the very end. And that will give you the win. Carolina won 79 to 72, secure their 32nd regular season ACC championship. It's like what, 13, 13 more than any other per, other school. Yes, yes, sir. That'll be that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's it's one of those boxes. Cause I'm pretty sure every single championship team has been an ACC regular season champion. I don't. That's okay. This is just me and my sports analytics brain. ACC regular season championships are more impressive than ACC, ACC tournament championships. Yeah, because you can just get hot in the tournament, and it's. I mean, you could also say the same thing about the regular NCAA tournament. But like the ACC regular season, it's across the entire schedule that it's sustained success. So I. I'm happy with how this season went. I, if you would have told me in what December when we got or November when we got spanked by Michigan that Carolina would only lose two games in the ACC and sweep Duke, like I, I don't know if I would have trouble believing you, but I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, how? I'd have some questions. <laughs> so, but uh, big, on to the ACC tournament, we are now the two seed. Um, Two seed playing on Thursday. Setting up probably an inevitable round three against Duke. We'll play the winner of Georgia Tech and uh, let's or Notre Dame, right? And then they play the winner of Louisville. So we'll probably have to play Louisville a third game as well. <coughs> I'm gonna. Uh, go honestly, I think the third scene was a little bit easier because <coughs> I believe that was like Boston College and then someone else, and they play the winner. Of, uh, the winner of that plays Syracuse. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit easier of a track, if you ask me. Um, if we end up playing Duke in the in the tournament, I'm going to go ahead and uh, not make plans for my family to go see a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. Because my dad but prepare was prepare though, because Zion's going off for like 52. Great. <laughs> He's going to yam on somebody. Oh, man, poor Luke May. What is he going to do? <laughs> <clears throat> so let's let's talk about the ACC tournament. Uh, Virginia, I don't, again, they haven't lost to anyone not named Duke University yet, so I expect them to get to the championship. Um, and literally, it's just because I think, uh, I forgot who it says because they were talking about it on game day. It might have been Jay Williams. That All that is is a matchup problem. 
Duke just matches up really well against Virginia. I mean, I, they're definitely a good team. Yeah, they are. They are. So it looks like it's going to be hopefully Carolina and Duke on Friday. I won't be able to give my full attention to that game because I will be working. Um, but having Zion there, we're going to have to get creative at the basket on the offensive end. And I I, I mean, I feel like I know what's going to happen. It's just going it, it could end up being one of those games where we're just going to chuck up threes. It's going to be like the last seven minutes of the game where we just kept settling for threes and would not attack the basket. I don't know what about, about a timidness or just trying to hit these nails in a coffin or what. Uh, but I think we'll, we're going to try to settle for shots when we still need to attack the basket. Hey, I've done habitat for humanity. Sometimes nails are hard. Um, but I think that, (laughs) (laughs) um, if, I think there's a way to get Zion in foul trouble. That's going to be, I don't know if Kenny Williams wants to take that charge, but I think if we go at him enough. Does it count as two fouls if he draws a charge from from Zion? it should. That should be a flagrant, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is it. If you can draw a charge on Zion, that's two shots and the ball. (laughs) Dude, I swear if Zion trots out there in the tournament wearing the same, like, like what was he wearing? The Paul Georges that like exploded whenever yeah. he made a cut. Yeah, dude, I swear if they send him out there wearing point guard or whatever cleats or not cleats, if they send him out there wearing point guard shoes ever again, and don't send him out there in LeBron's and LeBron's only, I'm gonna be mad. No, he needs to be in. Com- he needs to get the Shaq Reeboks. They just send him out there in some combat boots, dude. Like. <laughs> That man is way too big to be out there wearing, like, what Westbrook wears. <laughs> out here balling in Doc Martens. <laughs> like, dude, he's so, out there balling in Sperry's. Timberlands. <laughs> Dude's out there wearing Sperry's and expecting them not to explode. That's his fault. <laughs> some, some Duke Blue Tims. Yeah. Like, not even Sperry's. Sperry's that he's been wearing all season. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, my oh, man is that. way too big for that. <laughs> so, what? Okay, let's go back to the Joey Baker conversation because Coach K just did him dirty by taking his red shirt. Yeah. Because he's not playing. Yeah, it would be one thing if he was actually like taking over in a starting position role or just had something in the rotation, but he's not even playing. Didn't play a single minute in our game. I'd be upset if I were him. Yeah. He's I, missing prom for this. Also, Yeah, he is missing prom. <laughs> and whoever he transfers to, they're like, crap, we just lost that year. Yeah. Pretty much. And he was a four-star. It's not like he w- he's some scrub. Like, he can play. So I, I hate that for him. But what are you going to do? So... I think as of right now, as of March 10th at 7.04 p.m., I think Carolina is a one seed. I think so, too. Uh, we For have sure. every legitimate argument you could make. Uh, all right, we have, all, was it now, six or seven quad one wins? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, now that I guess the Duke game officially put us over five hundred in quad ones because we don't our only our, our five losses were our quad ones. Um, I mean, undefeated road record in the ACC, the hardest conference in the country. Like we beat Duke twice. Doesn't matter who didn't play in the game. We beat Duke twice. Um, I mean, if we have a solid showing in the tournament, I, I think to, for Duke to get the one seed back, they have to win the tournament. You would think so. But who knows? Now, because one thing that complicated it, I still think all three of us could get it because Tennessee lost to Auburn. Because people were saying basically the winner of the ACC championship will take the fourth one seed, and then the difference of either Carolina or Duke would get the second, uh, the first second seed. <clears throat> there was a yeah, there is a way. There is also a path for there was a path for LSU to get a one seed, but uh, I think that one is. I don't think they're going to do that anymore. Wiretaps. <laughs> Yikes! Don't. Do it over the phone. Don't write it down. Don't do it over the phone. It's like these people have never committed a crime before. <laughs> yeah, that's a rookie move, if anything. Isn't Will Wade like 36? He's pretty young. But he's like just on the edge where he's like just outside of the technological age, but like still young enough that he's still stupid enough to do that. Yeah, just not not very smart. And then the player is also suspended, isn't he? That I'm not aware of. I, I'm not sure if they announced it. I mean, it's definitely someone that's on the team. I forgot their name. Well, if he played, all those um, games would be vac- – all those wins would be vacated. Yeah. You know who else is uh, – like, what, seven wins are getting vacated? At State. UNC Raleigh. Yikes. <laughs> you got paid to get lose the 51 to us. <laughs> That's that is not a good look. Gottfried is a coach, by the way. He's at like Cal State Fullerton or some crap like that. He's about to get suspended from his job that he didn't do anything wrong in <laughs> because he wanted to pay <laughs> DSJ. Just bad, bad. But I'm looking at the net rate um, ratings. Carolina is sixth right now, um, nine and five in quadrant run one. And then uh, undefeated everywhere else. Seven and 6 and four and So they are looking good right now. Tennessee and Kentucky are above them, but Kentucky has a quad two loss. Um, Tennessee does not. So that's where they're sitting right now. So it's possible. There's also so I think the biggest thing for Carolina's one seed is getting to play in Columbia? Question mark. Yes, is that, that where that's it is? yeah, that's where our first round starts. But if Carolina was to get a two, there is a very real possibility that either A, Duke will not want to play in Columbia with Carolina because it seems like every time Duke plays in the same arena as Carolina, all the Carolina fans stay to watch Duke or get there early to watch Duke just to cheer against them. <laughs> That's what happened in the game against South Carolina in Greenville. Yep. And that was an away game, which Duke doesn't play. <laughs> they had not um, felt that emotion before. <laughs> I aspire to be that level of petty, <laughs> to go out of my way to watch a team I don't even like. 
just to root against somebody else. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. But it happens. It happens uh, a lot. So what could happen is Duke will want to play somewhere like Columbus, or I think there's one up in the Northeast somewhere um, where they have a large alumni base. Also, Virginia is about equidistance equidistant to columbus ohio as they are to columbia south carolina so they might go up to um they might go up to columbus and let duke and carolina take uh columbia in south carolina so there's still a way for carolina to get a favorable home matchup so or home or favorable first round location but we'll see Uh, what else for for uh, college basketball? You still hate Texas Tech? I get Texas Tech out of here. Good <laughs> lord, I can't stand them. Terrible, horrible, <laughs> boring. They're like Virginia, but bad. You can't sit <laughs> here. <laughs> get them all the way out to paint. Their coach is a dork. It's like hate them all. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I have for Texas Tech. I hate Chris Beard. I really do. He might be one of my least favorite coaches in basketball. A dork. <laughs> he is. He's terrible. Um, as I say from my podcast that no one listens to. Um, Garrett. <laughs> AB to the Raiders. Dude. All right, so they trade the Steelers traded away Antonio Brown to the Raiders in exchange for a third round pick and a fifth round pick, and right. that's awful. That's a terrible return on someone like Antonio Brown because first off, I know that if I tried to do that on Madden, my disc would physically shoot out of my PlayStation and just beat <laughs> me to death, just like bludgeon me, right? And so I'm sitting here thinking, like, why did they get so little for him, right? This man managed to burn the house down on the way out, and I love it. <laughs> it's like kind of respect because he really forced Pittsburgh's hand that they needed to get a deal done. I just can't believe that's the deal they took. Right. Like, like I'm a very big Ben Roethlisberger hater, right? Like, anything to do with him, like I'm automatically on anyone else's side, right? And so, <laughs> like, Antonio Brown was like, I don't want to play here anymore. Trade me. They were like, you're still playing here. He's like, all right, I'm going to go act like a psychopath on social media and drive my trade value down. And that's exactly what he did to perfection. And I love it. It's incredible. Like, and, <laughs> but the thing, the thing is for me is that the Steelers have like a, like a famously competent front office. Like this doesn't, this doesn't, this stuff happens to the Jaguars. This doesn't happen to the Steelers. Yeah. Like, I think that Ben Roethlisberger is a, like, I think he's a lot bigger problem than they lead on. And I think he's a lot bigger problem than a lot of people, like, even talk about. Like, because he, like, not even to do with the Antonio Brown situation, like, calling him out and stuff like that. Um, But, like, you know, every year for the last, like, four years, at the end of the season, he's like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to retire. Like, I don't know if I have it in me anymore. And then they draft a quarterback, and he's like, what the heck? Why would you, why would you do that? I'm not going to train this, this dude to take my job. And so it's like, I think he's kind of really hurting the culture in their locker room 
And I think Antonio Brown being like a 99 overall football player like was like, I don't want I don't want to put up with this, you know, like get me out of here. And like, I also love that he had the balls to like veto a trade via Instagram to the bills. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yep. like this man dropped the hammer on Instagram. He was like, nah, <laughs> like, they were like breaking news. Antonio Brown to the bills. He was just like, no, I'm not going. <laughs> and they were like, all right. He said, <laughs> he said fake news and every, and the Steelers were like, oh, I guess it's fake news. <laughs> they were like, I guess he's right. <laughs> you know? Like I, like, I know that like a lot of, uh, like old school football, like talking heads are like, that's terrible. He's unloyal and he's uh, the worst. And I'm just like, my dude, like single handedly twisted the arm of one of the like best organizations in football, <laughs> like in American sports. Yeah. Like, and it's also like, I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh to where they've run out two all pros in the span of a calendar year. Like, Le'Veon Bell is like a little bit different situation because that was entirely about money. But like <laughs> Antonio Brown was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> and Le'Ve- like the way <laughs> the way um, the Raiders cap room is set up, they can sign Le'Veon. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, like, I've heard rumors about Gruden, and he's trying to like him and Mayock are trying to assemble Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell and Kyler Murray. Interesting. Yeah. And like, I don't know how much like weight. I I don't know how like reputable that is, but like that would be pretty awesome to pull off just because I'd like to see it. Like they'll probably still suck, but like, you know, (laughs) it wouldn't be like regular Raiders. They got that first rounder too. They have like three first rounders, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. For Khalil Mack too. Yeah, like so, I mean, I they're know. definitely geared up for something. I think it's funny that they're gonna pay a thirty-one-year-old receiver like a ton of money when they wouldn't pay twenty-six-year-old Khalil Mack. But <laughs> yeah, but that's none of our business. I think that I mean the Cardinals are sitting at the number one spot, and they seem kind of interested in Kyler Murray, which is. I, I don't know. It's confusing for me because you don't you have Josh Rosen and you don't put anyone around him and then are surprised when he doesn't do well. <laughs> I'm not saying that he looked good. He looked quite bad at some parts of last year, but it's not like he had a lot of help there for him. Yeah, and but I don't know why they think putting a tinier quarterback back there will help them. <laughs> yeah, they're like this is clearly our problem. Our already like the quarterback we already have that was a first round pick. He's clearly the problem. Whenever they like completely took David Johnson out of the offense, uh, have no offensive line and the receivers suck. So it's like, they're like, yeah, our problem is this guy. <laughs> like they're like, let's get a smaller one. <laughs> That'll do it. Like, <laughs> which part of that is me being a Josh Rosen apologist, but dude, I love I, Josh Rosen. I'm, I'm all in on it. He was my quarterback one in the draft, which like, is you know you know you can i i'll I'll accept some scrutiny on that (laughs) but (laughs) like i also don't think that he's been given a fair chance to succeed like some of the other guys have from that draft like i know that baker went to the browns which is like quarterback like hell but yeah i mean but i i mean i feel like 
Darnold has been allowed to fail in ways that Josh Rosen has not. Exactly. As far as like judging by last year. Yeah, and the Jets like arguably have a little bit better team around him than the Cardinals. Like that's up for debate, but they like have my dude um they have a what is it? Do they still have a Nunwa and like Curse? I mean, they've got people to throw to. <laughs> Whether they're like my dude, uh, Robbie something. I can't think of his Robbie name. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, that he. I sit him on my bench every week, and then he like goes off, and then I put him in. And he has like two points. One of those, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, I don't know, man. I I'm really interested to see what the Raiders do in the draft because they have like an ungodly amount of draft picks. Like they're approaching like Browns level draft picks where they have like 50 draft picks. (laughs) (laughs) The whole first round is just like getting a new team for the Raiders. Yeah. It's like uh, when me and my friends used to play like our Madden leagues online. And like at the end of the season, we would just trade away like everything for draft picks. Like we would trade away everything, dude. And then we would the whole first round would just be us picking just one after the other. You're right. Like that's how I imagine the Browns and Raiders are going to be eventually. I think Gruden just wants to draft all the quarterbacks so that he can have another QB camp and just record it and then have another another TV deal. I'd probably watch it. Dude, I hope they get hard knocks this year. That'd be pretty sick. That would be wild. Because last year's hard knocks <laughs> was like the first one I really watched, right? And mm-hmm. I got to see like, you know, the worst coach ever. Like Hugh Jackson and his Michael Scott tendencies, like try to coach a team with like a bunch of hotheads. And it was amazing. Like it was probably the best TV I've watched in a while because like on the outside, he was like, we're great. But like you could tell everyone there hated him. <laughs> like Todd Haley wanted to fight him like every single day of camp. So it's like, like, I love it. <laughs> that would be a fun. That'd be a fun. It hard was great. That was last year. Last year was the first time I watched in a while, and I really liked it. But, yeah, get Gruden rambling. Just put him in a room with a blender, and good stuff will happen. Just calling Spies out the most intricate play calls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go up to Kyler Murray and just stuff. give him, like, a 15-word play. Be like, you got it? <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm excited. I hope that's what they do. If they're smart, that's who they'd pick, but... Do y'all want to do NBA, which we could feasibly put off until next week, or I'd, go ahead and jump into content? I'd rather content. do. Yeah, is that where Captain Marvel is? <laughs> um, is let's a, start with Garrett. You you wanted to talk about the chunks? Yo, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually a huge fan of the chunks. Um, being the uh, father of two cats, um, I'm tr- my cats are sitting at about a th- level 30 chunk, right? <laughs> you know, they're like a little big, but like ideally I'd like them to get all the way to all oh, Lord he coming, but like not anytime soon. Like that's definitely an old cat <laughs> level, but <laughs> yeah, like I, uh, I love the chunk scale. I'm glad that they finally like organized it to where I can like kind of like hold it up in front of my cats. Be like, yeah, you're at about a 30 now. Did y'all see the sign that was on game day? Yes. <laughs> where it said Zion is a chunk. 
Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, I love. I, I'm. A, I was a little bit late to the party with the chonk memes, and so like, I spent like a few days just like looking at them the other day, and I was like, "This is brilliant!" Like these massive cats. Like, <laughs> I'm allergic to cats, and it makes me sad because I really like cats. And when I went to see Captain Marvel yesterday, they had like um the uh, animal shelter that was there with little kittens in a cage. And I was like, I want them all. Dude, I feel so but I bad. Because I'll die. Yeah, I feel so bad for people <laughs> that are allergic to cats because, like, they're actually pretty sick animals. Like, I mean, like, mean cats obviously aren't. But, like, if you get a good one, like, they're pretty fun. Like, um, what was I going to say? Like, whenever we adopted our kittens, like, uh, like whenever they were kittens, I got sick, like, right when we adopted them, and I was like, dude, I swear to God, if I'm allergic to these cats, that I just, like, <laughs> just got, like, I, I swear they were, like, six weeks old. I was like, I swear to God, if I'm allergic to them for the rest of my life, I'm going to be angry. Like, <laughs> like, it's just unfair, but I'm not, so it's fine. But what do you think about, my, uh, oh, sorry, what? Oh, uh, I was going to say my senior prom night, Um, I spent the night at my friend Mary's house, and she has this super hairy cat named Felix. Nice. And I'm I'm pretty positive Felix hates me. Um and like would purposely like walk around me just to like shake his stupid cat dander all over me and then just walk away. That'll do it. <laughs> what'd you think about uh yes. what'd you think about Goose? <laughs> Goose is so cute. I just want to watch him and Samuel Jackson. I want to to build like a 15 minute short of just the two of them like hanging out in his office. I think he would be like a level 30 chunk at best. What do you think? Oh yeah, it's, Juice is a skinny boy. <laughs> My favorite part was when they uh they scanned him. Like I'm trying not to give away any spoilers. <laughs> but uh when they scanned him and like the thing lit up and it was like level 5 danger. Like, like <laughs> attack likely, and it was like, dude, it's, it's a cat. <laughs> well, since we're here, what did you think of his like general thoughts about Captain Marvel? I uh, like I read some reviews on it before I watched it, but like I don't really put a whole mm-hmm. lot of you know I, I don't really you know put that into my uh, opinion of the movie beforehand. I'm just like, <clears throat> it was definitely a uh, a lot better than I expected. I think it ties it tied in like it tied together a lot of things in the story that you wouldn't even think about, you know, and uh, I thought it was really fun. I thought it had a lot of like humor that was like really lighthearted, you know, like my parents loved it. So, (laughs) yeah, but I thought it was just fun. It was a really, really fun movie. She's hilarious. Uh, Brie Larson is amazing. And really good. Yeah, like I was trying to like thirst for Captain Marvel without like diminishing that she's like a super powerful superhero, <laughs> you know, like, but no, she was awesome. Um, I think she like, uh, like I, before I saw the movie, I was like, yo, like she's going to give Thanos some problems one day, you know, and hopefully. And uh, that I, I still stand by that. <laughs> Like, that's what oh, I. She's go- that's what I hope to see. She's gonna drop twenty five in the fourth quarter against Thanos. Like, it's not even gonna be an issue, dude. I'm saying, like, she is. 
god tier in power in that franchise. Like in that movie, in that movie franchise, like I think she's gonna bring all the hands. <laughs> all of them. She literally did the Mighty Ducks uniform change. Like, <laughs> and that's not a spoiler. You saw the two costumes in the yeah, like in the trailer. I just think that like I don't even know, man. Like I, I, I mean. I, it all it did was make me way more excited to see the next movie, which I already know I'm going to try and see it like opening night because I'm an idiot, but like <laughs> whatever. Um, but no, I, I think she's going to be really, really great going forward in the MCU, you know, like, yeah, like they got it, like her origin story was good on its own, but I think that like her with everyone else is going to be so sick. So, like, as far as, like, general thoughts about the movie, I think it was really good. I think that as far as, like, MCU, like, origin stories, probably one of the best. Yeah, because, like, um, like, what's another origin story? Like, Doctor Strange and then, like, I guess every Iron one of the Man. big ones had their origin story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, I think this is one of the one of the best ways you could do it. You get a really good feel of who she is as a person, uh, which I really enjoyed, and like where her strength comes from. Um, I am a cis man, and I do not, I can't speak for like the <laughs> the women who see this movie and like loved like all the feminine energy that came off of it. I but I'm really excited for like people to see themselves represented in that way. I think that's really awesome. And I think that even for like anybody else as a way to read this movie as just kind of a believe in yourself and your believe in your strength type of story, um, which is a really difficult line to go down. If you're going to try to do one of these types of movies, that is a blockbuster that made Mav, I think he said something like 400 million worldwide this weekend. Um, Mavericks watching wrestling. No, uh, it was like four fifty-five million. <laughs> like that's a, yeah. that's insane. It was one. I think it's the biggest March uh, opening. Yeah, it, has it beat to be up there. It beat Black Panther for uh, opening like weekend or whatever, like globally. Is what I read yesterday. Sheesh. Yeah, like I know that like a bunch of people were like trying to go and uh like down like give it bad ratings on Rotten Tomato or whatever, like a bunch of trolls, and like they still couldn't affect it because <laughs> like, it was well, so good. Rotten Tomatoes had to like step in and like shut it down. They had to like how they like lock the lock Reddit threads. Like they had to go in and stop people from putting in reactions before the movie came out. Right. Um, because it had gotten so bad. That's so stupid. Like I just enjoy the movie. I mean, <laughs> It's watch. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Like even if like you hate all of that, like it's fun. It's funny. It's a good time. <laughs> Just the fact that it took place in the nineties, and they, I think that they did a lot to play to that, and I loved it. Like that was really awesome. You know. Yeah, for like it was a bit of nostalgia tourism, but like nostalgia tourism done really well, like in an enjoyable way that didn't feel forced. <laughs> right. Like my parents like laughed at a lot of parts that I didn't get because I'm like barely a nineties baby, 
you know, <laughs> like we're, we're like right on the back end, but like, yeah, my parents were like, Oh yeah. Like we lived through that, you know? <laughs> so it's like they, the fact that they like enjoyed the nostalgia in it makes it like very apparent that they did a good job. Yeah, for sure. And then let's see, is there anything else? Um, I'm glad that Disney is letting these directors who normally do like smaller mood movies, like take on some of these bigger projects, because I think you saw it with like Ryan Coogler in Black Panther. And now um, these two directors are slipping my mind. Oh, I I really hate that. I can't remember their names. Um, but it was, I don't know. It was just, I feel like these movies, all both those movies had a distinct feel that feels separate from the rest of the MCU, which can kind of get samey sometimes. Right. And I'm glad that they're they're They feel confident enough in these creators and in their audience to be able to accept something different and to be able to go in that direction. Yeah. I, so I loved it. So like, I know a lot of people were like, yo, you know, I didn't really like it that much. I'm like, but you can't really <clears throat> hold Captain Marvel's solo movie up to something like Infinity War because Infinity War is like a massive scope of a movie. Like you have so many storylines and so much going on there. And it's a, like, you know, it's like way down the line in the timeline of the MCU. But this is an origin story. Like, I don't think it's very fair to compare those. And also slip in a story about like hashtag like to get quote unquote political like post Trump America geopolitics into a a story about green people like that's be to be able to do that in a competent way in a way that makes sense and makes story sense that even if like you don't agree with the politics of the people that made the movie like it still makes for a moving story right um i think they did a good job of it like they definitely definitely did a good job with that part of it um so yeah that's that's what i think about uh captain marvel i don't know what do you uh to say without what do you think about the uh the cutscenes without giving away any spoilers just a little bit of a teaser with um them. <clears throat> i think the first one is i think that scene is in endgame it's gotta be like i think that's gonna be like i think that's the actual clip from Endgame. it's gotta be the opening scene i mean yeah, it has to be the beginning of the movie. It has right. to be somewhere Dude. within like the first twenty minutes. And the second cutscene, <laughs> again, like we were talking about it before the podcast, it confused me because I didn't get where in the timeline it makes sense. But it really it ties in some stuff from like the entire MCU. Yeah. Um. Um. I just know that like <clears throat> there's a lot of time between the first cutscene and the second cutscene, like I swear we waited like 15 minutes. Like I was telling you about earlier and like I was telling yeah. my parents, I was like, yo, the lights are still off. We, we still got movie left, you know? And we waited forever for the second cutscene. And my dad was like, are you freaking serious? <laughs> so it, it was, it was fine. I almost went to go pee in between. It's worth going to see, <laughs> but you do have like a smooth minute in between them if you do have to pee you can definitely make that happen 
Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But please give us an intermission in end game. We need it. Dude, uh, they said, um, oh, did you see that this week they uh, finished the final edit for Endgame? Like, just the other day? They said it's three hours. That's so fine with me. Right? Make it longer. I don't care. Take like, your time. For real. Like, I'll block out, like, a whole day to go see that thing, dude. Like, whatever. Like, uh, I remember me and my brother, we went and saw Infinity War, like, the weekend it came out. And we couldn't get any tickets except for, like, the 11 o'clock showing. So, I swear to God, we got out of there, like, 2.30 in the morning. And we were, like, distraught. Like upset, <laughs> just driving home sad at two thirty in the morning. So I hope I get the same experience this time around. <laughs> Hopefully not distraught and sad, but <laughs> dude, I I, mean, we'll see. I don't know what to expect from Endgame. Like I'm emotionally preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. I know a couple things. Which are mentally preparing me, but uh, we'll see how everything plays out. Yeah, like, I know some things, like, to do with, like, casting and stuff like that, where I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I'm like, yo, like, I really hope this one person who shall go unnamed doesn't die. I'd really like them to get, like, you know, a picket fence and a family, but... That's not really how Marvel rolls, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's almost like on a Game of Thrones level. <laughs> God, I hope not. Which? Oh, we added the trailer. Crap. We did have a trailer. I forgot about that. Um. So, I, so speaking of Game of Thrones, I'm pretty sure this whole trailer takes place in the first two episodes, maybe the first two episodes and one scene from the third. So this is all everything before everything actually goes down. Like the Battle Battle of Winterfell, as it's being called? Yes. This is all pre-Battle of Winterfell. Hmm. Interesting. I've uh, watched two episodes of Game of Thrones, so I feel extremely out of place in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing my rewatch. I'm on the terrible season five, and I know I'm about to be distraught over the next like three episodes as I try to figure out why the creators went the direction they did. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the the trailer it got me pumped. It got me there. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. One month. I'm ready to get another email so I can get a, a month subscription. Would you guys be, like, pissed at me if I just watched season eight? Like, is that, like, a punishable crime? You're going to be confused. I'm always confused. There's going to be a lot of names and I can't even, a lot of history. Dude, I swear, like, when I see the names of people in Games of Thrones, like, on Twitter and stuff like that, it's like watching a hockey game. Like, there are just so many syllables. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. I don't know what to do with it. I, I really, I planned on watching all of Game of Thrones, like, on that thing that, I think David sent it to me, actually. It was like a schedule, where if you watch two episodes a day for, like, however long you can finish before season eight. And I missed the first day, and I was like, well, I'll just, whatever. <laughs> I was like, guess I'll try again. Uh, never. So, <laughs> no, nah, I'll I'll find some time That's and just funny. like binge watch the entire thing, and it's in its whole. You know, 
it's a it's an emotional roller coaster to actually I won't say roller coaster. It's an emotional drop tower that never ends. Perfect. I love <laughs> I love it. I'm a Panthers fan, so that's pretty par. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um Mav, Umbrella Academy. I'm about halfway through it. Um still I'm st- I, I it's confusing me a lot still. Um I just finished the part um in the hotel room I was telling you about and mm-hmm. I was I was heartbroken. Just one of those kind of sad moments in the show. I called it. Uh there's still just a lot of the story stuff like and that's how I think that's just part of the whole premise is there's still a lot of stuff to be revealed and some things it's just kind of like just go with it, don't kind of question it. Like I we ended up learning why Luther Looks like he's packing underneath. Uh, <laughs> it looks completely out of place. There's actually a, a picture on Twitter I'm going to try to find, and I'm going to send it to you. Uh, Around? Because like no one in this picture with a dude like in a giant jacket, jacket and it's like Luther. <laughs> Literally no one, and then Luther. <laughs> <laughs> I So... My thing with Umbrella Academy, around the halfway point, I started really hating a lot of the characters. (laughs) Just, like, Vanya got on my nerves, Luther got on my nerves, Diego got on my nerves. Really, like, all the boys minus Klaus got on my nerves. And I just wanted all of them to leave, especially Five. Five can get all the way out to paint. I'm so done with Five. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm excited to see um, what you think of the end. Of the like, oh, I actually just met um, what's her face, the crazy lady. Gotcha. Okay. Is it the so? Handler? Yeah, you're about the where handler? I was. When... Is it? Is her name the handler? Yes. Yeah, I've met her. Well, I didn't. Chelsea, meet her, but... the handler. Um, what <laughs> show is she in? Um, I, I know who she is. I've seen her before. Handler Umbrella Academy. It is because I I can see her face. Kate Walsh. Kate Walsh. I knew that she is in. Oh, she is in Grey's Anatomy. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a single episode of Grey's Anatomy, but it's it's pretty good. It. <laughs> I know, but it's one of those Shonda shows, and like Shonda shows, I always like. I love like the first three seasons, yeah, and then season four she starts going off the rails, and I'm like, come on, yeah, Shonda. she starts wilding about four seasons in. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Scandal lost me. Once um, they kidnapped Olivia again, dude, you better I was like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. I love She's Scandal been through a lot. <laughs> I I'm a huge like, Scandal fan. Like I watched it, I just every season. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. I really tried. I couldn't do it anymore, dude. It just got there was just a lot to unpack after like f- season five. I think it was just so much going on. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like the like the first season. They're like, we're lawyers and we do this, and I was like, sick. And then like. By then, they're like, these super spies kidnapped whoever and killed this. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I love it still. I stopped but... watching. Yeah. I stopped watching 
when Melly was running for president. Oh, dude, I love Melly. Like she was the I worst, too, and she's a Tar Heel. Really? <laughs> In the show, like oh. canon, like she said, <laughs> she's walking down the um, <laughs> down the hallway. She was doing an interview. She's like, "Yeah, I'm a Tar Heel." And I'm like, "Yeah, you are, Mel." Yeah, I remember. I tweeted. <laughs> went, do what? She went to Asheville High School. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I remember I tweeted the actress uh, Bellamy Young on Twitter, and I was like, "Like, I can't remember when this was. It was a couple years ago." And I was like, "It was like uh, I was just like, you're so beautiful at Bellamy Young. That's it." And then she replied, "She was just like, oh, that's so sweet, thanks." And I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> just pass out. <laughs> it was just so like, you're like, oh, what am I supposed to do? It was just so like, kind of creepy. Maybe you wouldn't do that today, but like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> your shot <laughs> I think I was literally like Bellamy Young's the most beautiful woman on television and she was like thanks like, <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am insane so <laughs> oh my god that's really funny <laughs> uh, vlog squad yeah cause have y'all watched this I'm kind of late to not. the show so if you don't know it's a it's a YouTube thing. I got deep deep into a rabbit hole on YouTube uh, this past week. Vlog Squad is the ensemble of David Dobrik and his cast. Oh, okay. I okay. So this consists of are. David Dobrik, Josh Peck, uh, Zane and Heath, uh, Jeff, Scott, um, the the Antonian family. So Nick Vardon, uh, Jonah, like the entire cast of it. And so basically I've been watching David's vlogs for like the, like all the way from the last year. It's just craziness. And I was just, I don't even know how to broach a conversation about it. Just like content creators in in today's age. Isn't it like semi scripted a little bit? I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it is just craziness. It's sort of like, it's almost like a suspension of belief, though, at the same time, because literally it's just basically vlogs of them doing insane stuff and partying. Just And people are like, I, I understand, like, from a viewer's perspective, someone's like, well, I want to have fun. But then <laughs> that's because, what you got to do for content. Um, One of the creators I watch, um, Sugar Pine 7 on YouTube, they do, I think I might have talked about it on the podcast before. They call it alternative lifestyle vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> Where they are <laughs> vlogs, but they are, it's like the office of vlogs. Like they aren't real, but they <laughs> like treat them like they're like super serious. Now, they do do bits. That's definitely for sure. Like they do bits. Um, but also, but still rooted in like reality, and then they just kind of turn it into something like a bit wise. Yeah. So, like, uh, often David will just, uh, on these big trips, he'll just pay for a plane ticket, fly to wherever they are, find them. <laughs> Good stuff. Like, it's, okay. it's like a YouTube reality TV. It's good stuff. So I, I understand from like a viewer's perspective, like that seems like a lot of fun. But then I also like watch interviews where they're like still talking about like they still have like depression, like they have awful days and they just put a smile on their face for vlogs and stuff. And 
it's still just more of a commentary like on social media as a whole and where it seems like everything's just peachy, but it's not always that. I got really deep. <laughs> it did get really deep. <laughs> like all the stuff about like you know he dated Liza Koshy, like they broke up and that was a big deal. Like they've been suffering that. Uh, Jason Nash, who's one of the OG members of the squad, his relationship with Trisha, who's her own vlog, like YouTuber and such, it was very public, and all sorts of stuff. But listen, that Liza Koshy David Dobrik breakup almost tore YouTube in half. Yeah, like, and that's when I knew that maybe this stuff isn't healthy. Maybe it's not the best thing in the world. Also, didn't I didn't even realize that David uh, is he's covered under DACA. I didn't know that either. He's from I think he's from Slovakia. Huh. <laughs> he moved to Chicago in a suburb of Chicago and stuff, and now he's living in L.A. doing this stuff. He's our age. I thought he was like twenty. No, like no, he's twenty two. Twenties, and he's a multimillionaire. And, like, his big thing, like, that's what made him, like, really popular is, like, he would start giving away cars just left and right to the members of the squad. Must be nice. He's like technically it, older than me, so I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Wait, I mean, he was giving away Teslas left and right. Dude, I'll go be his friend for a Tesla. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the sort of thing, like, yeah, you, you do all this crazy stuff, but, and like, sort of like you can't back out of it. Or you don't get a Tesla. <laughs> Got to do it for the Tesla. Oh, man. So it's extremely funny, extremely, like, entertaining stuff. So if you haven't watched it, if you need a, a, a rabbit hole to go down, the Vlog Squad is perfect because, I mean, it's like four-minute vlogs. I mean, it goes quickly, and it covers a whole lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of cameos. Like, David's, like, best friends with Howie Mandel, and he often shows up. He's friends with uh, Josh Peck is one of the main members. In case you don't know, that's Drake, Josh of Drake and Josh. Uh, several other Viners are very popular. Like um, the Gabby Show was one of the OG members of the Blog Squad. Uh, Brandon Calvillo. Like, there's a lot of people that just pop up everywhere. Good stuff. I'm a uh, good stuff. I'm pretty weird with my YouTube rabbit holes. I go down. Like my most recent is. Uh, I watch this dude that uh, does fly simulator videos, but all he does is join like a server and like just mess with people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like he'll just like join it and do air traffic control and just like cause mayhem. Like it's so funny and like it really shouldn't be, but like because <laughs> people are like actually trying to learn how to fly planes and he's just like just being an idiot. Like <laughs> it's pretty funny though. I get stuck watching. Um... SB Nation videos, um, like the Pretty Good series and Chart Party and all that stuff. Rewinder, they just did a rewinder on um, Gordon Hayward's half-court shot that almost beat Duke. And they just yeah. do, like, all the things that led up to that moment, um, like all the things that had to happen for that for somebody to get to that moment. Huh. It's good stuff. Yeah. I watch Hot Ones. Hot Ones, very, I really like that. A very entertaining show. Um, video gaming. I like the Stone Mountain 64 vids. If you are, are you aware of him? 
It's been a minute since I watched a, a Stone Mountain video. Like, he acts like he's a drill sergeant in, like, Call of Duty, uh, Battlefield, PUBG, Fortnite. And so, he freaks people out by acting like an actual soldier. Um, what time are we at? Is it time to go? A minute, or an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, yeah, we should get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh... If you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. Thank you to Garrett for being our permanent replacement for David. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome to be here. I love uh, you guys' Marvel takes. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at thegertling. And that's T H E G U R T L I N G, um, and yeah, I'm. Uh, most of my tweets are sports and memes, and a little bit of politics. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. I can I can confirm it's good stuff. I love uh, having your endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting out of here. See you guys. Bye. Those are hooves, Dan. There's a snake in my boot.